I feel like people really understand generating leads and lead generation, but the data is sort of the beautiful part of it where, oh, now I get to know more about my own business and and what to do next. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Can I ask you a question? How about three to seven questions? (laughs) Today's episode is all about creating quizzes. My guest isn't technically in the pet industry, but she is a dog mom. Jessamine Solana works at Interact Quiz Builder, the same software that I use to build my own quizzes. And I thought it would be cool to invite her on the show to share more of the why and how of building your own pet parent quiz. When I first set up my podcast playlist quiz, maybe you've taken it, (laughs) one of my main goals was to collect email addresses. But Jessamine points out that there's so much more to quizzes than lead generation. Quizzes are all about curiosity and self-discovery. They can help your audience learn more about themselves, and they can also be a great way to see what areas of your business you should put more effort into. For example, your quiz results might tell you that the pet parents who take it want to learn more about single ingredient dog treats, and they want to learn less about Instagrammable gotcha day cakes. That's just an example off the top of my head. I know that right now is a busy time of year, and you might be inclined to listen to this episode and then throw this to the back burner. There's another dog baker pun. (laughs) But Jessmine shared so many great ideas of how to repurpose your existing content using a quiz. If you've put a lot of work into making something like an ebook or a blog post, or maybe you have a gift guide, you can use a quiz to direct pet parents to the right place and at the same time make them feel like you have curated this content just for them. She recommends that you create a quiz that can be answered in under two minutes. I was so surprised by that. And it really shows us that it does not have to be long and complicated at all. You can just use maybe three to 10 questions that can be answered in under two minutes and have an amazing quiz. If you want to dive right in, Interact has free resources and free courses. Plus they have an online community to help you create a really amazing quiz. And I have an affiliate link to share with you. Go to get.tryinteract.com slash Tori. That's T-O-R-I. There is a 14-day free trial. And then after that, there are very affordable paid plans. When I first signed up, I used that 14-day trial period to set up my entire quiz and do a little bit of testing. And then by the time I was paying for the paid program, it was already out there and generating leads and generating lots of useful data for my business. So this is definitely something that you could implement before the holidays, and hopefully you're really inspired by this interview. Jasmine Solana is the Digital Marketing Manager at Interact Quiz Builder and host of Interact's 
Creator Stories Podcast. Interact is the easiest way to convert curious people into loyal customers and happy clients by using a lead generating quiz. Jessmine is the strategic mind behind Interact's flyover content, which helps entrepreneurs build their quizzes and stay connected to the brand. She is dedicated to telling the entrepreneur journey through the Creator Stories podcast in hopes to give others a sense of belonging and community. Welcome to my podcast. (laughs) It's always nice to have a fellow podcaster on the show. Oh my gosh, I know. And thank you so much for having me. I think this is probably going to be one of the funnest ones that I'll ever do. Yeah, you you so you're not technically in the pet industry, but you are a dog mom. So yes. I was happy to invite you on the podcast uh, and talk about quizzes, which is such a fun topic. Uh, yes, definitely. And I think what's great about it is, and we just talked about this before we hopped on, but you can sort of use it for almost any industry as long as you have like that little bit of a creative mind and think a little bit outside of the box. Right. Yeah. So there's so many, so many quizzes that we see out there. I mean, I think growing up as American woman, I love taking quizzes in magazines. And that was like one of my favorite hobbies as a teenager and as a young girl. And I think it's just something that's ingrained in us. We're like curious what the results are going to say. And it's going to be this like really revelatory thing that we're going to be like, oh my God, this is my personality from now on. Um, And so, you know, do you find that people have kind of this nostalgia, fun kind of attitude about quizzes? Does it kind of go back to when we took quizzes as we were growing up? Yeah, definitely. More so for, I guess, our generation, right? We think back to, oh my gosh, I remember doing this. But I believe that at our core, we love this sort of self-discovery with anything, you know, and there's this curiosity aspect to it, whether you know this about yourself and you know what result you're going to get versus, oh, actually, this is something that I've been experiencing. You know, maybe this quiz will tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So we can take quizzes for like serious topics, um, you know, and we can get into some of the fun dog takes on those topics later, but we can also take quizzes just kind of like for fun. Um, And so what's interesting, I think about, you know, so I have a quiz that I've built through Interact, through the software that you work with. Um, And the reason why I did it was to collect email addresses because I'm obsessed with growing my email list, which everyone knows. (laughs) And quizzes can be a great way to do that. So, um, You know, I think we all think of these personality quizzes and the finding out more about yourself, but how can people, how can business owners use a quiz to get people on their email list? Definitely. And, you know, I feel like you hit the spot with sort of, there can be fun quizzes. I think when people first hear about it, if they're not used to seeing it as a marketing tool, they do sort of think of those. I mean, if anyone's familiar with the BuzzFeed quizzes, what Disney princess are you? Or, you know, when a new show comes out, like which Stranger Things character are you? And yes, definitely super fun. But when you're generating leads, you can actually curate your quiz in a way where you're asking very specific questions that you want to know about your audience, you know, whether it's maybe like 
the stage of business that they're in, or maybe it has to do with stylistic things like what what colors do you like to wear? What looks good on your skin? Um, to relate it to pets, maybe sort of, you know, what type of behavior do uh, your pets maybe do in the morning or in the afternoon or in the night? And how does that relate to the services or products that you offer? And at the end of the quiz, when they when they get their result, the idea is they give you their name and email. So that way it gets sent to your email list. And from there, now you have really a really specific sort of personality or result where you can tailor your messaging towards that person. I love it. And it's it's really kind of once you start thinking about it and thinking about it in that mindset of not only are they learning about themselves, so they're going to get their results that you've created, but you're getting to learn about them as a customer. It's kind of mind blowing how much you could learn and you can be really strategic with your questions. Like you could even ask people, you know, how much money do you usually spend on your pet every month? And that might kind of give you a clue to how much money they might spend with you (laughs) buying stuff for their pet. Um, So you can be like kind of sneaky (laughs) with your questions to figure out what kind of customer this person is going to be for you too. Exactly. And what I usually like to tell people is it's also a great way. I feel like the data part of it, we don't talk about it enough. Um, It's a great way to really figure out what parts of your business you should invest more time or more money in, right? Um, Let's say you have an offer, you pumped all this sort of energy and a lot of your budget into it. But as people are taking your quiz, you realize none of them are getting, you know, that result that would tie to that offer or would tie to that. Maybe it's your content or, you know, things like that. And you actually discover something about your audience where, oh, oh my gosh, maybe they like more of my low ticket offers, or maybe people do love my high ticket offers and they're willing to pay for it. I just have to kind of beef it up a little bit more. Um, I feel like people really understand generating leads and lead generation, but the data is sort of the beautiful part of it where, oh, now I get to know more about my own business and and what to do next. It's almost like combining like a survey um, with like a fun quiz kind of. So you're getting this data that you would usually use a survey to collect, but the people doing it are having more fun. They, they don't know they're taking a survey. They think they're doing a fun quiz. Yeah. And I like to think of it as a survey is more for people who have already kind of gone through your funnel. They know who you are, whereas you're able to gather information about your target market with a quiz. So people who haven't like don't know who you are, haven't gone through your funnel yet. And it's a way to kind of figure out, okay, how can I capture those people or how can I like extend my reach? Right. So, you know, on this podcast and and in my membership and other things that I do, we talk a lot about lead magnets. I just taught a a workshop to um, Pet Sitters International about lead magnets. Uh, And we talked about ebooks and PDFs and videos and all these kind of free things you can give people in exchange for their email address. But, you know, what kind of what differs between doing an, a lead magnet like that that's something that's like very like um like stagnant almost <laughs> um versus a an interactive quiz like what are the real differences um and why should someone maybe think about doing a quiz 
Yeah. I love this question because I feel like people see a new tool and they automatically think, oh, great. Like I have to get rid of everything I've already done. You know, I put so much work into this ebook or I put so much work in all of my blog posts or these videos that you created. But what really is happening when you have a quiz is it's just a way to put people into the right place um, on your email list. So you're segmenting them correctly. When you have, let's say, just an ebook download, you don't necessarily know that they'll feel engaged by the ebook, that they're reading the ebook. You don't know that the information that you're giving them is relevant or, you know, what part of the ebook is really right for them. Whereas when you have a quiz, you can sort of decide that based off of the result that you're giving people and you can still use all of that content. So you don't have to get rid of it. Let's say, you know, you have a result where, you know, people need all of that information and that's the freebie that you give. Whereas maybe in another result, it's more high level and the engagement is a little bit lower, but a video is a good way to capture those people because they don't necessarily have to invest time reading something, but they can watch a two minute video. I like that you say you don't have to throw away what you've done before. So you could take your ebook or your PDF or your video or whatever it is that that you already have and you could repurpose it, another thing we love to do, (laughs) um, into a quiz. Um, And then, I mean, you could actually kind of share that you could have them both out there in the world at the same Mm -hmm. time and just kind of see what performs better. Some people might like taking the quiz. Some people might just prefer to get the ebook download. I don't know. Right. We actually have had a ton of different examples where people will take the content of their ebook and turn it into a quiz. And the ebook is just sort of like a freebie to where, hey, like here's all the information. Um, Learn more about your result or like learn more about your personality. And here's something for you to keep. Yeah. So people, I think, probably enjoy doing the quiz because they they feel like it's going to be more personalized, even though it's just the same repurposed content. Exactly. Yeah. And this reminds me of someone um, in in my community who they were creating an ebook for or some kind of a guide for pet influencers. And they were like, well, I don't really know what to do because some some pet influencers, they're just starting. They haven't even done a paid collaboration yet. They're just beginning. Other people are already doing paid things and they want to know how to charge more and how to do bigger and better things. And they were like, how do I create one thing that serves all of these people? Well, a quiz would be a really great way to kind of serve all those people, but give them the right information for where they are. Yes, exactly. And I like to always pull from sort of this example that I had recently where I found this influencer online. And I'm sorry, this isn't a pet example, but (laughs) I found this influencer online. I was really getting into sort of like uh, wellness and health. And I joined her email list because I was super curious about it. But the emails that I was getting, you know, had to do with medical conditions that I don't have. And so I felt, you know, sort of like, okay, well, this actually has nothing to do with me. And I ended up unsubscribing. Um, But it was just funny to sort of think about that experience and think of, well, maybe if she had a quiz and had asked questions like, you know, have you talked to a doctor about this condition or that condition? And the emails that I was getting had to do more with sort of, you know, just regular health and wellness, like maybe recipes to sort of 
eat healthier or workouts that you can do that are like low impact versus high impact and so on, then my experience would have been totally different. Um, So sort of in your example of pet influencers, if they are, you know, speaking directly to people who already have that experience, already have had collaborations, what you're going to say to them is going to be totally different than somebody who has no idea what's going on. They're like, I just got a puppy and they're so cute. Yeah. And they're Uh, like, how do I start an account? Let alone like, how do I write a contract? Like that's two totally different people. Right. Exactly. And maybe it's more of, okay, how do I get started versus, you know, okay, here's how to really streamline your process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm wondering if, Doing a quiz is something that's like more complicated. Like, is it only for people who have elaborate marketing strategies or can anyone create a quiz? Like so many people who listen to this, I know are solopreneurs um, and they've got a lot on their plate. So is this something that anyone can make or is it really complicated? It's super easy. The quiz itself, I think the harder part is sort of figuring out, okay, what's what's the topic of my quiz? What is the strategy behind it? Um, and I do like to tell people there are a few things that like you probably want to think about or have in place before, you know, you do create your quiz, which is, you know, are people finding me online organically already? What's my budget? Um, and do I have any offers that I'm ready to include as a part of my quiz? Um a quiz is just one part of the entire funnel. It's just a way to get people in there like more easily. Um, but with that being said, that you can do it yourself. And actually, most of our customers are solopreneurs. Um, and at Interact, we – I don't know if this has been your experience, but we are very big like supporters of giving all the knowledge you need to know. So that way you can do this on your own. So we have um, all of our blog posts surround around like creating quizzes or other marketing practices, how they relate to each other. We have a course that's free um, that anyone can find online. And then we also have an online community where we walk you through each step of the process. Um, You can ask us any questions and we like to be really visible. So if somebody needs access to the team, they have that access. Yeah. I mean, I find that you guys are really easy to even reach out to and get like personal feedback. Um, You also, when I first signed up, had a really great just email sequence um, of like, here's in case you didn't know, like, this is where this is. Here's this get started guide. Here's this, here's that. Um, And there's a lot of resources available. Another thing that, that I like about quizzes and, and think that they're accessible to people who are like, you know, beginner phases or just have a lot of other things on their plate is that they can be simple and maybe even they should be simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so my quiz only has four questions. And I I did that because I actually saw Amy Porterfield had a similar quiz that led to a podcast playlist. And I was like, oh my gosh, I should do that. And hers only had four questions. So I made mine with just four questions. Um, so is there like a recommended number of questions that that you tell people to do, um, you know, is less better than more? The answer is it totally depends, which I know people don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I say it, I'm like, I'm so sorry, guys, but it does depend. Um, And it really just depends on what you want to know. So if four questions works for you, then definitely. What we usually tell people if they're, you know, 
really unsure, just starting, we usually say our golden number is seven to 10. The idea is you want people to be on your quiz for less than two minutes. Uh, um, so maybe yeah. that's more important than the number of questions is right. the, the time. Exactly. It's just harder to put a number of questions to the time or like it's hard to sort of translate, okay, well, to what is two minutes? How many questions is yes, that? Yes, right. Because um, questions might be more involved or require more thought. Yeah. Exactly. Or, you know, some people like to make it a very conversational experience. And so the way you talk tends to be a little bit more wordier. But if you have 10 questions and almost paragraphs worth, that's going to take so much longer than if it was super quick questions, but you had the same number. Um, So it's just really kind of thinking about, okay, what information do I really want to know or need to know? And how does that actually relate to my business? Um, It's always fun to have sort of those, you know, what Disney princess are you quizzes, but it doesn't always actually resonate and it doesn't relate to what you do. Right. So let's talk about some examples um, that we've seen that that might give people some ideas and start the brainstorming. So a couple people in the wear, wag, repeat community. Um, one person is Blair at the Dink Dog Mom, which stands for dual income, no kids. <laughs> dog mom. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, we love Blair and everything that she does. Um, and she has a quiz to find out your dog's love language, which I thought was a really fun idea and something that really is kind of targeted towards her audience. So that was a that was a fun idea. And you had some that you'd seen from BarkBox, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. BarkBox has had a quiz for quite some time. I think I just looked at it before this interview because I wanted to have examples um, for the last three years. And it was which dog bed should you get for your dog? Um, and the the quiz is questions about sort of like what your dog likes and, you know, how comfortable, things like that, which I was like, this is so awesome because something that I didn't think about with sort of pet quizzes is it's for your pet. So how can you relate, you know, sort of what you would want as a human for your fur babies? Yes. Yeah. And I think that we love thinking about our dog's personalities and just how unique they're all unique creatures. So I love Blair's one about the love language. Another kind of similar one, because like the love language, that's a quiz you could take for yourself as a human, right? I'm sure there's a quiz out there for what kind of mattress is best (laughs) for me (laughs) as a human, but I like the dog bed one. But another kind of like human version is um, the Enneagram test or quiz. Um, And so back way back on episode 161, I talked to Kalina Stormer. And she used to have a a dog boutique business that she's since sold. But when she had it, she had a quiz that's what's your dog's Enneagram type. Um, And I thought that was really fun. And and again, like her, her quiz kind of generated leads for her business, which sold dog products and accessories and treats and food and all that kind of stuff. She had a brick and mortar store. Blair's quiz is a little bit different because, you know, she's c- trying to generate traffic to her blog and to her Facebook group and and different kinds of things like that. Obviously, BarkBox is trying to sell dog beds. So, right. you know, it just it just depends on your goal if you want to sell products or if you're trying to get more people in your community and your audience. There's all kind of different goals that you could have. 
Exactly. And something that came to mind when you had said, was it the Enneagram one that was products? Yes. That was a boutique store. Yeah. I, it's so interesting to think of like you could go really direct like which dog bed is right for you, but you could also get a little creative and sort of use your dog's personality in order to recommend products. So there are sort of both ways um, you could think about the same thing, but do it a little differently. Yeah, you you can you can be very direct with people or you can kind of be more like esoteric and thinking <laughs> of like their personality type and what kind of collar they should get based off their Enneagram type. <laughs> I always find those ones a little more fun unless, you know, you know you need that product and you're actively looking for it. Whereas if I found your website and I was like, oh, cute, like a boutique shop, but, you know, I don't really – buy these sort of things for my dog all the time, I wouldn't know what to get or like, do I need a shirt or do I need like a cute little dress or do I need a new collar? Things like that. Whereas like when you have a quiz, it sort of introduces them to the idea of like, let's figure out, you know, what your dog is like, what their personality is. And then you're kind of in a way more cleverly saying, okay, here are the products that is right for your dog. Like, do they really like to play. Here are some toys. Do they, you know, like to nap all the time? Here are comfy blankets, things like that. Are they introverted? They might need a new bed. Are they extroverted? They might need like a little walking kit with poop bag holder and all that kind of (laughs) stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very fun. And so you also, um, I want to kind of talk about this I have this in my notes and I don't even know what it means. So I need you to explain it to me, but (laughs) rehumanizing communication with your audience. What, what does that mean? Um, Because I I feel like we're kind of getting in that direction, Um, but just explain a little bit. What is rehumanizing communication? Yes, exactly. So my sort of experience, I'm a millennial. So my experience growing up, right, was pre-internet and then the rise of internet. And I feel like with the rise of technology and, you know, social media, you're constantly pumped with all these ads. And we all know all of the conversations and controversy with my data and where it's being sold, what people are doing with it online and so on. Um, The idea of rehumanizing your marketing is really just taking it back. You know, I like to relate quizzes to sort of an in-store experience when you walk into, let's say, even a clothing store, someone's going to greet you at the door and say like, hi, like, what can I help you find today? You know, maybe you're looking for like a dress for a wedding. Then they'll start asking you really specific questions, right? Of like, well, what do you like to wear? What color? Um, Is it formal? Is it casual? And so on until you find that perfect product for you, right? Um, So a quiz sort of mimics that experience in that once they get to your store, your online store, you're inviting them with a question of, hey, like, let me get to know you a little bit better so that way I can better serve you. And it creates this humanistic experience of really taking the time to actually get to know your customer versus just like, I saw you clicked on this. Go ahead and buy this product that has something to relate to that. Um, it really personalizes the experience and it makes it a little less, I guess, for lack of a better term, sketchy. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you can also like, like you mentioned kind of in how you formulate your questions, you can share a little bit about yourself. Like they don't all have to just be, would you pick blue or red? Would you pick like 
number eight or 12. I don't know. <laughs> um, you can say like, Hey, I'm Tori. I'm passionate about supporting women in the pet industry. Like, tell me about your business. Um, you know, so you can make it so that people get to know you like, you know, that human element. Um, exactly. And it also just kind of, I'm sorry to cut you off. (laughs) No, 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 you're good. Go ahead. It reminds me too of, you know, when I talk to brick and mortar business owners and, and kind of lurk around in those Facebook groups, um, it's a lot about that, creating that personal connection and that customer service that they're not going to get at a big box store. You know, you're, you're not getting those kind of questions when you walk into, a huge big box store, they're not going to say, you know, what, what occasion are you looking for? And do you like this length dress or that length dress, you know, that you're going to get in a, in a boutique. And we can kind of do that with our dog businesses too. I mean, there's always going to be people who just want the cheapest thing. Um, but maybe they're not your ideal customer. Maybe you want someone who wants like that personal human connection. I think that people love to be sort of directed in the right to the right place. I think what especially with, you know, all of the options that we have online, you know, it's hard to sort of pick out, oh my gosh, like I don't even like I don't even see what I'm looking for. You know, and and I don't even know if this is right for me. Am I making the right decision? And a quiz just makes it in a way that feels like you're walking them through that process. And I always also like to relate it back to this stat that I learned in college. I was a marketing major. Um, And it was people need to see things at least seven times before they buy something. When you have a quiz, you're introducing it and, you know, then they're on their, on your email list, then you can send them emails and now they're constantly seeing it. Whereas, you know, if you didn't have something like a quiz, it's sometimes I'll look at a website and I'll be like, oh, that looks cool. Never look at it again. Um, Then I get ads for it. And even though I love ads when I don't know I need it, when I know I need it or when I know I've seen it, but I don't need it, it's it becomes a lot, right? It gets annoying. And so this is a way to sort of filter out those people, but also get them interested. And the nice thing about it is if they opt in, that's interest right there. They're telling you, wow, yeah, I really loved this. Yeah. Well, and I I like that you point out the email, you know, keeping keeping your brand name and your messaging like top of mind for people with the emails. Because I found that when I create when I created my quiz, the playlist quiz, the questions and everything was it didn't take me that long to come up with and the different results I wanted didn't take me that long. It was that was the most fun part um was putting together the the results and and curating these playlists that I that I put together. The hardest part that took the longest was writing the email sequences that went out to people afterward. And so I just want everyone to know that <laughs> that you know allow plenty of time mm-hmm. for doing this um and don't like waste the opportunity of following up with emails. So, you know, someone takes your quiz, you send them the results, if you don't ever follow up with them, you kind of like threw that lead in the recycling can. <laughs> right, right. The email is so important. Even if it's just that first email that you create, um, that's better than if you were to push your quiz out there and not have it. Um, then if you're like, okay, well, I need to get this out. I need to do it quick. 
get that first email done or even three emails if you can. Um, then start thinking about, okay, how can I make this better? Or how can I make this experience a little more personal or, you know, filter people in or get them in uh, more easily? We have this saying at Interact where done is better than perfect. I think it's definitely, especially if you're doing any marketing campaign, you're always thinking about, well, is this the right thing? Will it actually work? But you won't know until you actually get it out there because like any other marketing tool, you have to test it. Yes. Yeah. So with your quiz, like how much time do you think you should give it to see if it's working? Like, how do you know? How do you know if it's working? Or like, what what are ways that you can promote it to get enough people to take it so you can do that testing? Right. So the number one thing to always think about is your your industry, of course, but then also your own audience. You know, I think it's easy to sort of see all the beautiful, you know, stories online where people are like, oh, I got 3,000 leads in two days or, you know, it happened overnight. But realistically, you know, with everything else in business, things don't always happen that way. Um, so I always tell people at least two weeks to a month, depending. And the benchmarks that you're looking for isn't so much like the volume, but the conversion rate. So of my, of the people who actually click that take quiz button, how many people are giving me their email or how many people are completing the quiz? And we actually ran um, a test or I guess like we looked at our analytics for 2021 and the average was a 30 to 40% conversion rate for our quizzes. Okay. So that's something that's- good to aim for. Exactly. Like somewhere around there. But of course, like our golden number has always been 50%. Um, If you're getting any higher than that, that's awesome. But 50% is a really, really great place to be because you have to realize that it's the internet. So you're going to get people who um, maybe don't actually have a a pet, right? Or um, maybe they thought that this was a cute quiz that they wanted to take, but they realized like, oh, I don't need any of these things. Like, that's just going to happen naturally. Yeah, maybe like their phone rang or they got a text in the middle of taking it and then they never mm-hmm. went back. Right, right. Or maybe they're taking it for like a friend and they're like, oh, I need to get, you know, that dog's birthday is coming up. So I need to get them a gift. Things like that, you know, so you have to kind of give space for the people who didn't know that they weren't supposed to be there for lack of a better term. Yeah, um, but it's good if they're not like your ideal person, they're not going to be on your list and that's good. Exactly. Like you were, we're shooting for quality, mostly not quantity. And I always tell people, you know, 200 people on your list that buy from you is way better than 5,000 people who are just sitting there, like not even reading your emails, marking it as red and then moving on with their day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And done is always better than perfect. That is also our saying here <laughs> at Wear Wag Repeat. Um, so before before we are done with this episode, um, it won't be perfect unless we talk about your pet, which your dog is named Snooky. Yeah. <laughs> I just loved learning that. Um, so tell everyone um, about Snooky. What kind of dog is she? And um, what kind of stuff do you guys like to do together? Yeah, she is a Yorkie Shih Tzu. So two very feisty breeds and she is definitely a feisty girl. Um, We mostly just cuddle all day. She has, it's so funny because I feel my dad 
she's our childhood dog. And my dad was never a dog person. He was like, absolutely not. I don't even know how we got him to say yes. And my mom is actually afraid of dogs. So they didn't give her, I would say, like the love and affection that they probably or like somebody probably could have. And by the time, you know, I was sort of in college, I never lived in a place that could have pets. So it was always like, okay, when can I take her in? Um, It just worked out that a few years ago, my sister had her first baby. So they went into grandparent mode. And I was like, let me take her in. Let me have her because she's my, she was my birthday present. So she was my dog anyway. And they were happy to, they're like, okay, fine. She's going to get better love and better care from you anyway. And so took her in and she just loves to cuddle all the time. It's she, kind of perfect because you now have her like in her golden years. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't have all the like the puppiness like to manage like by yourself, you know, as a right. I did person. have to do it because my mm-hmm. parents were like, we're not cleaning up her her <laughs> pee and poop. Um, but yeah, it it's it's nice because I'm in this sort of stage of like, okay, like I'm in my career, I have to do work, but you know, with puppies, it's hard. They they need a lot more, like they have a lot of energy. They need more sort of TLC. But with her, she'll she'll cry a little bit and I'll pick her up and usually she'll sit right on my lap right here as I'm doing calls. <laughs> so she's like a perfect work buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So fun. Um, well, it kind of reminds me because my um my last dog, Lola, um, she was our family dog. Also, mm-hmm. I think we got her when I was like 15, something like that. Um, and then I ended up being the one who kind of took her to live with me. <laughs> oh, it's, they got to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, um, it's nice. It's nice when that happens because, you know, as a puppy, you do have like your family, you're like living at home, you have other people to kind of help you, but then you get them for their, for their golden years. Yeah. It was really fun for my fiance because he had never had a dog um, growing up. And so she was his first pet. And we had thought about getting a puppy, but I was like, actually, I already have a dog. Like, maybe we should just take her in. And, you know, she's already potty trained, you know, very like specific routine and schedule that we already know how she works. And it's really just kind of, you know, learning what those cues are and, and, you know, how she communicates. And I think it's so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to send you the um, love language. What's your dog's love yeah. language quiz from Dink Dog Mom. Um, and you can find out what Snooki's love language is. <laughs> yes, definitely. It's probably it. I feel like I already know what she's going to get. It'll be have something to do with cuddles um, and food. <laughs> yes. I think my, my dogs are food 100%. So like getting gifts is probably their love language. That's so funny. Um, well, Jasmine, it's been so wonderful talking with you. Thank you so much for telling us all about quizzes. Um, and I am here if anyone has any questions about creating a quiz using interact, cause I have gone through all of it. Um, and I will put some links in the show notes and everything, but right now tell everyone where, where can they go to create their quiz? Yeah. So you can go to our website, tryinteract.com. Um, but we're also on all social media platforms, mostly Instagram at tryinteract. And I just launched our TikTok last week. So there's not a lot of videos, but I'm on there. Um, also at tryinteract. 
Okay, awesome. Well, we'll find you everywhere. And I can't wait to see the quizzes that people create. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.